It's Monday. You know what time it is. FRPC is back on the air. I'm your host, Vince. And what we're talking about today is uh, some hoops. And we got a couple injury things to get to. And uh want to talk about Charlotte a little bit, what's going on there. And um, talk about some observations of what I've seen so far. And kind of just, you know, we'll go through that. Um, a quick little reminder is that um, there are football pods that are about to um, drop as well. We're going, I'm doing a football pod like probably today. Um, I'm going through getting some stuff done. Some, there's some personal stuff that I need to take care of. So what will happen is, is that I'll probably record today and then uh, put it out um uh, maybe as early as tomorrow or on the regular regularly scheduled day, which would be uh Wednesday. So we have that upcoming as well. And oh, by the way, there will be media clips. YouTube clips will be updated. Um there's getting a lot of stuff going on at the house. We're gonna get back on that. Um so a ton of stuff that'll come up um that'll reference pods in the past and things of that nature. So got a lot going on. So uh Keep a lookout on the YouTube page. Keep a lookout for um, the podcast. So without further ado, let's get into the pod. Let's start talking about some of these things that are going on in the NBA. First and foremost, um, you know, Wimby plays tonight. Obviously, everybody's really excited about that. I'm excited about that. Um, And then... The things that I really want to get to are we got an injury concern in uh, San Francisco at Golden State. Draymond's hurt. Looks like it's going to be like six weeks. That puts him out at the start of the season. And it opens the door for Chris Paul to start. Now, Is this now where we're going to be? Is now Chris Paul the fixture in the lineup and Draymond is like that super uh, Swiss Army knife that comes off the bench and, you know, provides energy and what have you as he gets along in, in age as well? I still see Chris only playing like 26 minutes. Now, I know that starting has meant a lot to him over his career. I wonder if this was kind of like a fortuitous little fork in the road that kind of helped Golden State answer a question without them really having to put any uh, real, like, angst and thought into it. I mean, I know they're thinking about everything, but what I'm saying is that this kind of fell into their laps. They didn't have to do anything. I still think the key for Golden State this year is the development of Moody and Kaminga. You got to get something out of those guys. Those guys have to be productive in your eight to nine. You know, I know we're going to start off the year with 10. You know, you're going to see like 11 man uh, 
rotations or whatever. But as we get closer and closer to the start of the year, uh, as it gets to crunch time, you know, we want to know that Moody and Kaminga are part of the eight, right? The eight is important. But with Draymond being out, CP3 is in, lineup is going to look different. Now, is the play going to be different? You know, Chris likes to slow stuff down. Um, Steph plays at a frenetic pace. How does that resolve itself? I think Clay can kind of fit into either because all he is is a real spot-up shooter. Now, this actually might get him off more. Having CP3, who can cave in into a um, into a defense and then kick it out to Clay. I mean, this is helpful uh, to to either of those. And then you got Curry screaming off a screen at full speed. I mean, this is going to be impressive to look at. So we're going to break up the monotony a little bit. We're going to talk about Phoenix and what we saw and uh, everything like that. Um, Here's the deal with Phoenix. They got a lot of guys. Um, Now, we don't know what the rotation will end up being. It's pretty... Easy to say that Gordon is going to be part of that rotation in, you know, in a in a backup role. Um, but Bill Durant and Kevin Booker or Devin Booker. Why did I say Kevin Booker? Devin Booker are. I mean, it's a it's a it's a nice team. The problem is, is that they all kind of do the same stuff. ISO, um, you know, they got all kinds of dribble packages, all of them. They all have a spot that they like to get to. They're all deadly at that spot. So it's going to be up to the coaching staff. It's going to be up to, um, I think it's, uh, was it Kevin Young, who was the offensive guy who we thought was going to be the head coach. Remember, we had made that proclamation thinking like we had got some information that he was going to be it. It turns out that they're going to make him a real high pay assistant. And Vogel came in to be the coach, providing that that veteran coach who has seen the championship, who has been through the wars. It made a lot of sense to go that route. But Kevin Young is going to be very important to what this team looks like and how he can get these chess pieces to move around it's all great when we look at the names on the paper and we look at their stats and we look at basketball reference or whoever you use second spectrum things like that but at the end of the day these guys got to learn how to play with one another and yes it's going to be a struggle on the defensive end every single night because Let's face it, they're not a defensive team. But also look for struggles on the offensive end. Who? When is it time to get mine? Okay, he's on a hot streak. He's just he's so hot right now, we just got to feed him the ball. How does that hurt 
you know, the other two, you know, who's the alpha, Devin Booker should be, obviously. Um, and everybody should take, like, their secondary roles on top of that, right? It should go Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and then um, uh, Bradley Bill. That's how it should go. Now, how it will go and how they all play with one another, we will see. I still like them as a team. I'm not saying they can't figure it out. I'm just saying do not expect them to come out the gate look super incredible. Um, now, obviously, defenses aren't playing as hard as they will like come February, right? But we have to, we do have to give a little wiggle room to the fact that I don't know if it's going to look super clean early. So, just something to kind of think about. Also, what I found interesting is Josh Okoge in that starting lineup. Not saying that it was a surprise. You had to have somebody who was willing to chase like the little guards who are going to um, be around. You know, who's going to be on Steph? I'm sure you're not trying to put Bradley Bill or Devin on Steph, right? So that's probably who he gets to guard. And then they'll make the rotations accordingly. But Josh Okogie plays a role in this offense. Um, depending on what you think of Nurkic and what he can provide for a team as far as points and pro- productivity in the, on the offensive end, you know, screen setter is one, toughness is two, you know, rebounding is three, and if you can give us anything on the defensive end, like, we would really love it. You know, I'm sure Vogel, who is really good at defense, will try to maximize what Nur- what uh, Nurkic is and go from there. But Akogi, for him to be really effective, he has to knock down that shot. Now, he's going to be wide open. There will be no question about that. Now, does he take, need to take the shot all the time? No. Can he fill up that space and then <clears throat> rise up for like an 18-footer or 16-footer if he feels more comfortable? All means. You know, if you can find an effective way to get to the basket, you know, he's a straight-line driver. He's not really a shake-you-down type of guy, break-you-down type of guy. So I don't expect that, but... If straight line drives to the rim um, with the defense is lackadaisical and you got to knock down that shot. Um, And you got to want to knock down that shot. You have to be interested in doing it. And that's critical for him. And it's critical for Vogel's, what Vogel's going to want to do on the defensive end. Because if he doesn't do it, now we're putting what pressure on Gordon to do it or whomever else they have to be able to do that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Nasir Little. That would be the other one. I'm sure if a Kogi flames out, Nasir Little will f- try to fill that role. So, a little observation there. Um, saw Cade play, thought. Rusty, obviously, um, the off the the lineup 
was clunky. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be real interesting. I also thought that the, the lineup that Houston put out was uh, pretty interesting as well. Actually, was it Houston? I think it might have been Detroit. It might have been the Detroit that caught my eye. Let me check real quick who I might actually be talking about. Sorry about that, guys. Um, was it... Yeah, it was it was Detroit. I like that Asur was out there in that lineup. I really did. I like that that was a good situation. Um I don't know what they think of Ivy. I don't know if he showed enough in Summer League to really give him what he thinks he well, I mean, he's a young player, but he was kind of given the keys to the kingdom early last year, albeit Kate was hurt. You know, development is always a key, but you also want the right development. Now with Monty Williams in there, you know, there's a direction that they're going to want to go. I'm not saying Ivy's out. Far from it. But I thought it was interesting that the lineup they put out there had Burks in it. It obviously had Cunningham. Stu is in there and Doran. Um, I was worried for Doran through the summer league because I thought Wiseman was getting a lot of um, opportunities. Now that we are getting into what we've seen now, I'm not saying that this is indicative of what it's going to look like at the opening bell at the start of season. I'm sure he's playing with lineups and seeing what works, but it was – at least it for a day it was kind of like okay this is this is encouraging that Jalen Duran was in this starting lineup. Now the other thing with that is is that if you have Stu with him, you do have that physical piece. We do worry about Duran being slight at this point, but the skills that he has are tremendous. And then I think there's more. I think there's a lot more to him, and I think we will get to see that more this year. I think with the people that will be around him, um, as far as the personnel, Cade back, and things of that nature, it'll look a lot different. But I was really happy to see that Asur got into that lineup and was able to play a long Cade. And, you know, not... You know, we thought we always knew the shooting was going to be a problem, but he bored it very well. So the activity is what we thought you were going to get in activity for a team like the Detroit Pistons, who's still trying to build an identity. You know, and sometimes it just takes time, but you can get that one piece that kind of locks in. Oh, no, this is what we're going to be. We're going to be a hard nosed team, you know, grinded out team or whatever case may be. And we got these uh, these guys who are really good at the 50-50 balls. And that is what Asur is. He is going to be energetic, super athletic, defend his ass off, and you know that he's going to be about it every single night. You're not going to worry about effort. 
All right. Let's get to the other thing that I want to talk about because it is it's crazy. Um, I think we really need to look at the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, not because we're we're not going to relitigate the scoop pick anymore. I'm going to let that go. Dealing with what we have. Kai Jones, the backup big that they have at his request to the trade. Now, I'm sure for our young younger audience, they're on social media. They kind of know Kai has been out there lately with some of these social media posts. Um, people have been worried about him uh, on a on a on a real level. Um, there's a court case that's coming up later on this year um, that I'm not too um, willing to talk about right now because I don't have all the facts. But you know, it there's a lot going on in that organization. Uh, I listened to Off Guard, the Austin Rivers podcast, and there was, I guess there was some sort of heated debate on X in regards to what Austin Rivers' comments were about the Charlotte Hornets. And I don't think he said anything out of turn. He just said, it's wild down there. And I would agree. And I know ownership has just taken over. But it is imperative that we start making moves on who the the uh, executive player personnel guy is. Are, you know, are you staying with Kupchak? I, I couldn't. I couldn't fathom that. You know, no offense to Mitch Kupchak, but I, I just can't fathom new owner. Um, we want a flood of new ideas in this team. Build the energy. You know, you change everything out, right? You want to bring in your own people. You know, put your own stamp on your franchise. But I will tell you, I'm disappointed in, you know, Steve Clifford being the coach still. You know, maybe they're saying it was too quick to, you know, change everything out. I got you. But, and now you're definitely stuck with him until the end of the year. If you want to make a change, you can allow one of his assistants to be. But, you know, that continuity kind of needs to stay there because it's a volatile situation in Charlotte. But I would have really thought that you would have made a move in the front office. Now, getting Bob Myers, I'm not saying that would have happened. But there's a lot of young guys out here who are grinding and putting in the time, who are like the assistant GM, the GM, if they have like a VP of player personnel, the GM, you know, is doing a lot of work. Like uh, Danny has his guy in Utah. He does a lot of work. Um, so uh, Winger, who just left the Clippers, he was underneath Frank for a while. And the group that he has in Washington is pretty dope. He has a pretty large think tank when it comes to it. But at the end of the day, what we're talking about right now is, you know, it seems like a rudderless ship. Now, I understand that maybe they just wanted some time to assess and really assess the NBA and get their right person in there. I do not fault that whatsoever. I'm just saying right now, maybe you had a guy who won't, you want to bring in, he's part of like whatever the think tank group is going to be, 
but you don't have all the pieces. I think I would have maybe brought him in just to be the voice of this team to kind of give it some sort of direction of where you're trying to go. Because Book Knight, I mean, there's so many stories about him in Charlotte and Charlotte and some of his activities off the court. Um, we are very aware of the Miles Bridges of it all. We are very aware of the um, uh, Kai Jones off the court. You know, this just seems to be a lot going on with this team. P.J. Washington, you know, that news a couple years ago was wild about him. Um, you know, it just they just need somebody who can say, hey, man, we need to focus on basketball. We need to build a culture and, and, and what have you. And no offense to LaMelo Ball, and maybe this year he showed – Maybe he is with the new contract. He's decided that he's going to be a leader. And I'm not saying that he's not capable of that because I don't know. Don't know. But he has a more kind of like cool, laid back type personality. You know, likes to have a lot of fun. You know, he's reckless with the basketball a little bit, even though I'm, I think he's brilliant as well. I think you have to you take a little bad with the good in that situation because he's still growing. But I don't know him as a leader. Not saying that he can't develop into that, but sometimes that can take a couple years. If you're all of a sudden doing a 180 on your personality, it's like, okay, now we're taking this seriously. You're going to have some guys kind of, you know, do the roll of the eyes. Like, what the hell are we talking about right now, dude? You was at the club last night, too. Like, what are we doing? Um, But, yeah, I'm really just weirded out by all the goings-on. So, Kai Jones wants a trade. He's put out literally on his social media on X that uh, he wants a trade. Okay. I mean, no offense to... To Kai Jones, because, you know, what we said about developmental over the years in Charlotte, you know, you're probably going to spend time in, um, what is it, Greenville or whatever. You're, you know, you're going to be part of the Sting or whatever. What is, I don't know what it is, the, whatever their, their uh, G League affiliate is, you know. So, I mean, you in a situation right now where that he wants to trade. Yes, he's an athletic big. Yes, he's young. Yes, all these things. And those things are, are very, um, you know, valuable. But you put on all the stuff that's going on outside of the court, off, off the court. You're not getting very much for Kai Jones in return. Maybe a second, like maybe conditional second at best. You know, we're a little more worried about him off the court. Can he figure that out? Can he get his life together off the court? And then let's see what goes on on the court. But right now, let's be more focused and pray for his, 
you know, great. Just pray for some discernment. Uh, maybe somebody come into his life and speak um, some truth in there, and, and he'd be able to receive it. I don't know, man. I, I I do not know. Or this could be a ruse to get out of Charlotte, you know. And if that's the case, genius on him. You know, you feel like your your talent has been not just overlooked, but kind of neglected. And you haven't been able to develop or grow into what you think you could be. Maybe you pull some shenanigans and you say, hey, I want out. Anything is up for debate when it comes to what is going on in Charlotte. And that's why I think there has to be somebody who wrangles in everyone and say, hey, we got to push the we got to pull the ship in the, in this one direction. And right now, I don't know if Cupchak is doing that. I don't know if the new ownership is really doing that. I just I'm looking at this team and I'm looking at some of the pieces. By the way, starting lineup supposedly. Um we're looking at LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Brandon um Gordon Hayward, PJ Washington, and Mark Williams. It's good to see Mark Williams in the starting lineup. Good to see that. Really excited about that whole situation. I think, to me, that right there is a, a key to uh, success. Very excited about Mark Williams being in the starting lineup. Uh, but they're putting out vets. You know, like, oh, we, we need to be able to play real basketball. You do not see your second round, your first round pick, your second overall pick, Brandon Miller, in that rotation. I'm sure he's definitely going to get minutes off the bench. Don't worry. Uh, Bridges, not in the starting lineup. Hmm, am I right? Now, obviously, Gordon Hayward is a person who the injury bug is going to catch him every year. You know, it's been that way for like the last five years. It's really sad. So you don't know what you're going to get out of him. So obviously, there's going to be opportunities for Miller and or um, Bridges. And I am not going to talk about Mr. Bridges' off-the-court issues. Uh, If you know about them, you know about them. If you don't, you can look it up. You can see what he was allegedly, what he was charged for and what he pled no contest to. Um, I don't know if the ownership group really had a grasp on what what it was they were dealing with, with that, and I'm I'm wondering why they actually signed him to a contract, but I digress. He's on the team. It is what it is, and we're going to deal with him as a player. Now, you're bringing back somebody who was definitely a running mate for Melo Ball. Miles Bridges is an incredible running mate. Now, he's going to bring rebounding, physicality, and also he can shoot it. Now, the defense is where we need to lock in, and this is something where he does provide some some definite chops on that end. So this is a plus guy if his mind is right and everything is ready to go. 
Miller, on the other hand, a lot of development that's going along. I hear they still want to play him at the three, which would be a huge mistake to me. Huge. He's too slight. You know, put him out there as a, a, a two guard. Let's see what the handle is. Can we get it better? You know, because it looks shaky. It looks like you can steal the ball away from him easily. But it's time to start making some moves in Charlotte. You know, you sign LaMelo, all that. There was a, the social media thing where he's like, I'm looking for an MVP. I think we need to pump the brakes on that. But I'm high on LaMelo. And if you can keep him in Charlotte and keep him happy, that this is a boom for them. But it's going to have a lot to do with the pieces that are around him. And I wonder how that's all going to turn out. I also wonder how Brandon Miller's kind of induction into the NBA works out. Do we find out immediately it's too physical for him? Or is it that we, oh, we see the glimpses and it, you know, it starts to develop as the year goes on. All is on the table. But they can't just be, I mean, they're going to be terrible, but they can't be like, oh, we're terrible and this is a, you know, lost year and we're trying to get a draft pick and that draft pick is now going to help the other building blocks we have around us. And now it's time to make our move. Like, you got to start making moves now. Like, I'm not saying you have to be in the playoffs or anything like that, but at least you got to be in the mix for, like, oh, we, the last week of the season, we were battling for that 10th slot to get in, and, you know, we were one of the three teams left. That's something that they should shoot for. But it's wild there. I don't know. Again, again, I understand patience and making sure you get the right guy. But if there's some guy that you feel comfortable with just being a face for a second, I think that would have been better than what you got right now. Because it just seems like there's a bunch of moving parts going on with Charlotte and nobody knows, you know, what the other one's doing. You know, so you have that. Uh, let's get to the Jarrett Allen injury. There is a bone bruise in the ankle. So center for Cleveland, Jared Allen hurt before the season even starts. Will be reevaluated in two weeks. So key, I want that to be heard. Reevaluated in two weeks. So not necessarily back. So you definitely want to make sure on these type of situations, especially at the start of the year, that Jared Allen is 100% when he comes back, that he can do all the Jared Allen things that he do, protect the rim, roll hard, set picks, have an outstanding afro, like outstanding afro. Um, you definitely want to make sure he's 100%. And now here's some things that are to look forward to with that. That means you're probably playing with a one big lineup and we get to see Evan Mobley. 
Now, Evan Mobley, I will say a lot of people say he was disappointed last year. I definitely understand that part. Not saying that you should be like buying up all the Evan Mobley stock. We've seen people bust out before, but I think there's a lot to his game. And I think when he doesn't get to use those things that he he would like to use, um, not saying he gets bored, not saying he's disinterested in the game. Maybe you lose a little energy with him. The one thing with the bigs that you kind of want to do is involve them so they, they want to go run and jump and block shots and, and do and be so just a dominating factor on the defensive end. So you kind of want to give a little, here you go, here you go, big man. Go ahead, take care of this, right? But Evan is a little different where he might want a little bit of the ball handling duties. I'm not saying he wants to bring the ball up the court, but I think he wants to initiate offense a little bit, like on the nail. He showed at USC he was an incredible passer at the nail. Like, he was hitting Oaken dudes left and right. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a, a anomaly when we saw him have like four or five assists a game, you know, at USC. Not all, listen, not some of those shots wide open that he got for people they didn't knock down, so that's not on him. But uh, there were times where he was passing the ball to the right person at the right time and setting them up for success. I think he can handle that role. And if you're going to play different and you're going to play a little bit smaller, you're going to have to be able to generate points and if he can be that sort of offensive hub, uh, even if something is you, you don't do all the same every single time, because you know Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell need the ball, but to have another thing that you can pull out of your bag is so vitally important, especially when you get to playoff time. Playoff time is one of those situations where you got to make sure, yo, hey. We got something to show these guys that they haven't seen or they're not familiar with with us. And maybe you can run an action off that that allows, you know, Donovan Mitchell to get even more open. That's a distinct possibility. But those are the things that you want to basically develop in this time where Jared Allen is out. Make sure he's 100% healthy. It's the start of the year. You know, if he misses six regular season games because of this bone bruise in his ankle, that's fine. Hell, if it's 12, that's fine too. But let's kind of explore this space with Evan Mobley at this present time and see what he does have. So then we can possibly bring this back during the playoffs. And also this re-engages him. Maybe it re-energizes him. The defense is a little bit better. Maybe we that we see the jump shot return. You know, I would like to see that because it was awful last year. So those are the type of things I'm looking for with Evan Mobley. If for some reason we don't see any assertion in him whatsoever this year, I'm not saying I'm out, but I'm definitely going to be more down. But I want, I would like to 
allow the prospect to be able to breathe a little bit and get through some of this year and see where he is. And again, I'm kind of excited about what the possibilities are with without Jaron Allen clogging that lane. Now, he can do more work in the lane, but also if he wants to step out, he can do that and kind of allow the lane to be open. You know, uh, maybe George Niang hits that power forward squad, and now we open up the court on a real level, and we can see what this kid can really do. I don't know. I don't know. But it's going to be real fun to find out. And I thought it was something that we needed to talk about uh, today on the pod. Um, let's see if we need to get to anything that is, oh, the Peyton Pritchard deal in Boston. And we need to get to what is going on in Boston. We need to tell you about the lineup, all of this. Now, if you're a Boston fan, you know all about it. But if you are worried about your team and you haven't focused in on Boston and you're just mad because, you know, they have an awesome lineup, Got some things to tell you. But Peyton Pritchard got a four-year deal, $30 million. Uh, so good deal for him. Also, that should let you know that they do feel that he's going to be part of the rotation. Speaking of the rotation, looks like Sam Hauser is going to be part of that rotation. And Luke Cornett is going to be part of this rotation. Not saying it's going to be big minutes or whatever the case may be, but the word from Missoula is that Luke Cornett is going to get minutes. So if you are somewhat detached from the Boston area and what's going on up there uh, right now, the Celtics are it uh, because the Patriots suck. Um, It is terrible there. Uh, The hockey team had a really big disappointment in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Last season, you know, so like tempered optimism on the on the Bruins, on the Bees, but right now it's all steam ahead on the Celtics because talking about the Red Sox right now make people cry. So, you know, there's a lot going on with them, so we kind of need to get into it. But the big thing is is that they had Drew Holiday come off the bench. Now This could be one of those things where we're just trying stuff out, see what sticks. Missoula is kind of an unusual cat. So he has a lot of mad scientist type energy to him. Okay? But I found it interesting that they're, they're locked in on this two big lineup. They had talked about it in the offseason that they are married to this two big lineup. So it will be Horford. It will be Porzingis. And then you got the Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Derek White. Does this mean that Drew Holiday is not going to be a significant part of this team? No. What he's going to end up being is a supercharged version of what, what they wanted from Malcolm Brogdon where you're getting a lot of different facets to the game. Rogden was uh, really a one-on-one kind of guy. 
like, let me get in my bag. Let me get into my little, you know, dribble, dribble, tween, tween, get to my spot and hit it. Not saying he couldn't pass or whatever, but it wasn't, oh, I see these guy cut to the basket while I'm in my in the middle of what I'm doing. You know, no, he wasn't that guy. Where Drew is that guy. He will make the necessary pass if somebody's cutting and wide open to get a, a dunk or a layup. But I found it interesting that they decided that, no, we're not going with two point-of-attack guys at the top. We're going to go with one. That shows you their level of comfortability with Derek White. Derek White showed a lot last year. People in that organization love him. They love his attitude. They love his uh, his pliability to game um, scenarios and things of that nature. And it, the moment just didn't seem big for him. With all the struggles the year before, this year he seemed like he really just kind of the weight was lifted off of him. I know there were a couple of little personal things, nothing, nothing insidious or anything like that, but just there were a couple of personal things. You went to a new team, just didn't go right, man. The vibe was off, but got a whole year under his belt. They got to see what he was all about. They love him. They love him in the locker room. Um, so it's just going to be intriguing to see how it all plays out because I do believe the arms race is real on in the Eastern Division. I think you have a sleeping giant in New York City um, with the Knicks, and they're just kind of lying and wait for the next superstar to kind of pounce on I think it's going to be the white superstars, not just going to be any old guy. Um, so a lot to look forward to. That's a lot going on there. Um, what else do we need to get to? Oh, Dallas. Real quick on Dallas. Um, Omax Prosper might be a good defender, but he's very young, very green, very raw. Might not be the guy. Well, he's not very young. He's like 21. So take, but young in NBA circles, right? Derek Lively Jr. showed me a lot. He's been more steady, and I, I would have thought it would have been the other way around. Um, we'll see if, if he's also able to stay on the court, but that's the bigger. If you told me which one of these two would you want? for the, the it to click in his head first, Derek Lively. Derek Lively Jr., you want him because he's over seven feet. He's like 240 pounds. He's athletic as hell. He jumps out the building. Um, he has good timing on his blocks. Um, seems to be able to track guys very well when they're coming into the lane to do that. And even if he doesn't get the block, he's not disappointed as long as the shot has been affected where the chances of it going in are, are slimmer, right? He does that very well. But I still don't think this team in Dallas has enough defense. Like, they're going to have to outscore people, and I wonder where it's all going to come from. I mean, I know Luka's going to get his. I know Kyrie's going to get his. I know Grant, you know, he's 
he hasn't seen a shot that he didn't like or whatever, but Jaden Hardy is definitely going to have to get buckets for this team, but I'm I'm not sold on the depth. Not sold. So, you know, get Cleveland healthy. Let's see and go from there. But, man, it's a, it's a rough situation. If you're looking to put up 135 a night to win, I don't know if that's the greatest possibility. But Phoenix is also doing it too. So, who knows? Maybe this is the way we're doing it now. We're just scoring points and to hell with defense and what have you. You know, we'll see. But it's uh it's interesting to talk about. Hit me up on X, which is uh at frontrunner PC. And also hit Nico up at at Nico FRPC. Uh again, there will be a football pod that I'm probably gonna do uh within the next hour. Uh, and that will be up either tomorrow or Wednesday at his regular scheduled time. But uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on here at the Casa, and uh, we need to get through it. And uh, we are going to accommodate everyone. So we are going back to having pods on the days that we're supposed to. I know there's a Friday pod that needs to start getting to happen. Uh, I had an interesting conversation with somebody last night. And I think we're going to do something on this feed that you're going to enjoy. I don't want to get into the details of it now because it needs to be fleshed out. But I think we have something that is evergreen coming to this uh, feed. And I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. And it's going to give you maybe some perspective around the league. And um, maybe like a tinge of history so you you know you're more grounded in you know I know a lot of people don't have favorite teams anymore but it gives you a little insight maybe into the organization or the time period of what stuff happened but we're not going to get too far into it I don't want to get too deep in the weeds but it's very intriguing to me I was very excited about the project and uh, uh, it's being developed now so look out for some stuff coming but uh very excited about that. So with that being said, we can go ahead and sign off. You guys enjoy the rest of your week. Um, again, thank you for staying with us. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review five stars, please. Also, if you have like a question or, hey, can you talk a little bit more about this? I'm open. Either hit me up on on uh, X, or also, if you want to leave a comment about what we're doing here, please feel free to do so. The other thing is that we have the YouTube channel. You're going to have more clips go up uh, all this week. I'm going to be banging out a bunch of clips this week uh, from past previous podcasts and things of that nature. So allow people to go back and listen to them and enjoy them. Tell a friend. Tell a coworker, tell a neighbor, uh, tell a family member to get up on this podcast, get subscriptions up. You know how we do it. We building it big here. All right. Y'all stay, y'all keep it easy, and we'll see you on this feed very, very soon. Peace.
Oh, 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 oh,